Hey, this is Sean Cannon. You may know me better as Mike Barnes from the Cobra Kai. You're listening to Fourth Cut Reviews. If you're listening to any other podcasts, then your karate's a joke. crazy or new since i've spoken to you last but i'm doing all right man hello ladies and gentlemen people of earth welcome back to a brand new episode of fourth cut reviews i'm your host ej leeson and with me today is my co-host my bud chris Conforti. what's going on dude i'm doing well how about yourself sounds good yeah sounds great uh <laughs> and with us today uh, some people know him as Private Hudson from Aliens, or uh, what's another nickname that this uh, man has? Oh, the best Chris of all time, <laughs> oh, Chris R. What's up, buddy? Not much. The last, uh, the last episode, Chris R. is going to be on. <laughs> Ouch! Screw that! Screw that! He's on every episode. Um. So Chris R, what's new, man? What's happening? Not not a whole lot, guys. Just you know, doing my thing, working like everybody else, just trying to get through the pandemic. Thankful that I do have a job still. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Anything new or exciting? Ah, uh, I mean, other than getting to come on and talk to you guys, um, no, not not really much. I mean, my life is relatively boring. Thankfully, it's going to be uh, turning around here. Hopefully, the way everything is going with the coronavirus, maybe we'll be able to start getting out and getting back to our, our regular lives again soon. So, so EJ and I have yes. a secret movie that we're bringing you on in. Um, we're bringing you on as a guest on. We're not going to tell you what the movie is, but it's coming very shortly, and you're going to be a guest, and... You don't have an option in it, but we're not going to tell you what the movie is, but you're going to be one of our, our guests that we're going to bring on for this wonderful movie. And that's all I'm going to say. I'll, I'll watch anything once. I do also need to clarify one thing because my girlfriend shot daggers at me um, just because I said not much has been going on. Not much is interesting. Does not mean that I was referring to her. I was just referring to we're not doing much, just spending a lot of time together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, what, good cover-up, bud. <laughs> what, I was, what I meant was we're going to be reviewing a very special movie to Chris R's heart, and we're going to bring it's Chris R. to be Hellboy. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Now, I don't think it's going to be, but we're going to bring you on as a guest, and yeah, it's going to be fun. EJ actually said this movie is available on his his like main streaming source Tubi, and I'm gonna watch it, and he's gonna watch it, and we're gonna bring you one. We're not gonna tell you what it is, but we know for a fact that you know what it is, and you don't know what we're gonna review, but we're gonna bring you on, and you are going to review it, sir. All right. Yes. 
Yes, because we know you've seen this movie, you know, and so <laughs> we're excited to hear your thoughts on it, your personal experience. This is yeah, the first absolutely. ever. This is the first ever troll on this podcast by EJ and I, and Chris Art has no idea what we're going to have him do the next one, but oh, he's going to be like, oh. But that's I got is it a movie I've worked on? <laughs> oh man, I I hope it's a movie I've worked on. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. Um, yep, I, it's gonna be exciting. We'll we'll do a movie Chris worked on then too. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only me. fair. It's only fair. Um, there might be even little things. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that actually, if I'm just in all seriousness here, did that actually make it to Tubi? It's on a streaming service now? Yeah. Wow, I am impressed. (laughs) The movie itself is on the eve of retirement, Kirk and McCoy are charged with assassinating the Klingon High Chancellor, and they are imprisoned. The Enterprise crew must help them escape this weird conspiracy aimed at sabotaging the last best hope for um okay so yeah today we're going to talk about the last of the original series cast uh star trek film star trek 6 the undiscovered country uh it came out in 1991 and directed by wrath of khan director nicholas meyer with the story by um leonard nimoy and uh, Nicholas Meyer. So with that being said, guys, what did you think about this movie? Chris R., you could start us off. Uh, I will start us off here. Um, first of all, I would like to go on record as saying that Star Trek V stole what should be rightfully the title here, which is The Final Frontier. It's just way too fitting yeah. for the final movie with the original cast. Uh, but I really like this one. Um, honestly, I would probably say this is my favorite out of all of them that I've watched so far. Um, I think the technology definitely aided in it. Um, The only thing that was a real big complaint to me, which if you go back and listen to some of our other shows, you'll kind of see a trend here. Um, The visual effects, which for the 90s, especially 91, were good, but the blood in one scene the digital blood just was not ready yet <laughs> yeah i think it was supposed to be yeah. like that though i think it was like an artistic choice uh then they chose about- wrong <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> all jokes aside um now if it was an artistic choice i could get it though i i feel like it was yeah. like a it was an artistic choice mixed with the klingon anatomy if it's a scene that I'm thinking about where like the, the you know, like the guys come in there and they kind of blow everything up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like that was an artistic choice mixed with like a little bit of an alien species anatomy choice. So there was some of that. Um, honestly, I think if I knew going in that Klingon blood was purple and not red, um, that probably wouldn't have caught my attention as much because it was the color. Now, again, it does look a little cartoony, but dealing with 1990s special effects here, like, honestly, they did it better than I've seen some movies do it now. And that was, at this point, 
30 years ago. <laughs> so what do you think of the acting? Oh, I mean, you just, you can't sit there and ask me what do I think of an act of the acting with the movie that has Christopher Plummer in it. I mean, he killed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think he is he a is. tremendous actor. And yeah, um, well, some people may have just went, oh, it's a Star Trek movie. He really just nailed it. Uh, the acting across the board was spectacular. Everybody in this movie was oh. good. I always say like yeah. this, like if you want the best acted part in Star Trek, you're going to this movie and it's the uh, trial scene. It's Christopher Plummer, it's DeForest Kelly, and it's William Shatner, believe it or not. And I always say when everyone's like, oh, William Shatner is not a great actor, I always bring him to the scene because this scene is three great actors and Christopher Plummer gets like this. First off, he's like one of the best actors, in my opinion, ever. Like you're talking Sound of Music. You're talking about so many great. This dude has been active since what, the 60s? And he's been he's been like relevant in every single decade since he since then. And unfortunately, he has passed away. But one of the best actors. But he manages to get in this one scene. And, and he's he first off, I mean, if you even want to go before that. His main part, and this is, I, I kind of like the way that it's put, like, Undiscovered Country, because it is Shakespeare, Undiscovered Country, and uh, Christopher Plummer right. is a Shakespearean actor. And I can't think of too many actors that could pull out those lines as convincing as Christopher Plummer. But even after that, we'll take that trial scene, right? I think it is a masterclass in acting from all three of those actors and I think Christopher Plummer is like the catalyst of it he's getting them out and originally like you know when they're doing like the little trial scene DeForest Kelly which is McCoy he starts off like it's like a joke to him right like they're asking like what's your medical condition he's like oh I'll touch of arthritis I'm doing pretty good and everybody like there's like a few chuckles everybody laughs and then Christopher Plummer who's like really serious and he notices what he did just like gets right on him, and then at the like the testimony, McCoy is sitting there, and you get to see like this gray acting by DeForest Kelly. He's like, oh my, like he knows what's going on. He's like, you know, he just like cornered himself into a hole, and he's like, my God, man, I tried to save him, and like he's he's going on, like he knows exactly what happens, and then Shatner, right? What's it? I I don't want to talk about Shatner because a lot of people like have like this big disdain for William Shatner and William Shatner's a great actor even Christopher Plummer would tell you William Shatner is a great actor and here's how you can know William Shatner's a great actor it's not by what he says in the scene it's how he looks in the scene yeah because he's going throughout this whole thing he's like you know this this is like you know blah 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 I might be able to get out of it I'm charismatic whatever and then they sh they, they play like a clip that he has in his in his uh, log, like his captain's log, and you just get to see Shatner's look, and his look tells it all. His look is like, "Oh damn, they got this somehow," and he doesn't deny it. But it's like the look. If you want to know, and this is what I, I I'll tell this to anybody: if you want to know a masterclass in acting, it is without a doubt Christopher Plummer in this scene, because like they start the scene, and this is brilliant directing in my part. They start the scene by tucking Klingon. And then at one point, they just stop the Klingon and they start doing like a translation so all of us can understand. 
And that is supposed to be like the bridge between Klingon and the translation that Kirk and McCoy are getting to English. And there's a scene in there, like Christopher Plummer's asking both of them questions. At this point, it's Kirk. And Christopher Plummer knows what the answer is. But the one point, he like bounces up and down. He's like, don't wait for the translation. Answer me now. Mm-hmm. I remember like so freaking like, oh my God, this is like amazing acting way back in the 90s. I watched it again. And I'm like, this is so good. I don't know that too many people could have played this role better than Christopher Plummer. Also, I don't know that there's too many better acting performances than that. That might be one of his better ones. And that's saying something, because that's Star Trek Six. I mean, if we are talking about Christopher uh, Plummer performances here, I would be yeah. absolutely remiss if I did not bring up all the money in the world. Just for those of you who haven't seen it, it was kind of kind of flew under the radar a little bit. It was one of his later movies. It came out in 2017. You should definitely check that out. Um, the reason why I bring that up is not to get too away from Star Trek, but uh, the part that he played was originally supposed to be played by Kevin Spacey and was all filmed, um, at least from the rumors that I've heard. And then all of the allegations against Kevin Spacey came out and the directly the director Ridley Scott, uh, one of my personal favorites, decided to remove him and recast him with Christopher Plummer. And going in, I was like, this is going to be bad. You can't tell like watching yeah. that movie. And also his performance is stellar much like his performance. And he was nominated yeah. for that. Too, I believe right? so. Yeah. And much like his performance in this, um, I can truly appreciate an actor that isn't just looking for the serious parts. that's going to get them credit and praise and is doing this because they enjoy acting. And it really does come across that that's, what Christopher Plummer does. He was, he was here to act. He was placed on this earth to act. And uh, that's what he does. That's what he loves. And it really comes across in his performances. Also to touch on your theory on why people think that uh, William Shatner is a bad actor, Chris, I think just coming from my experience, not having seen him act in much, other than when he plays an exaggerated version of himself in movies like Fanboys or other things um, where he's kind of just playing the bit of like the overacting TV like star that's full of himself. Actually getting to see him act as Captain Kirk. The man can act and it's a shame that he gets pigeonholed by honestly like the 60s people don't seem to understand that like earlier like overacting was just acting back in the early days of film and tv and there were reasons for it <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's like one of those weird <laughs> things right you see these these movies here and you can see shatner can act but you get to this one right six and it's like a it, it's it's like that scene that we're talking about is really because they all have like these great performances in that scene and that scene could be like one of those scenes I feel like that are talked about a lot if it wasn't for like their defense, like their defense attorney, like the Klingon was like terrible. Like, so, like, the defending them, but like everybody else is like really good. Did Did you guys catch who attorney is? Yes, I did actually. Um, Michael. Uh, yes. And he's actually playing a 
Klingon named Worf, which did get me to pause the movie and do some searching to see if it was the exact same Worf from the next generation. It isn't, just so everyone knows. We'll give the definitive answer yeah. here. Um, but yeah, I, I agree 100%, Chris. Like Christopher Plummer elevated the performances in that scene, and I think that it's a very tense scene throughout, and uh, especially when you're dealing with with sci-fi Tension is sometimes hard to pull off without coming across as cheesy. Meyer, I believe, when they were doing this movie, said that he refused to do this movie if Christopher Plummer was not cast as General Chang because he realized that he was like the only person that could possibly pull this off. And if you know Christopher Plummer, like we're talking like he was established way before Star Trek, right? Like he was sound of music, he was in a bunch of different things. So it's 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 amazing to me that he would and this is my first exposure by the way to Christopher Plummer even before Sound of Music. It was in Star Trek. So it's amazing to me one that he would do something like that, but two, it's amazing that he, to me that he would reprise the role. Like he did it a lot in like video games. He came back into the voice of General Chang. So it seemed to me like he really enjoyed making this movie and he had nothing but good things to say about the movie. And to me, it was like one of those things where it was like, this is like a fitting conclusion to Star Trek. Yeah. And and I love, okay, yeah, let, I guess we could get right into our likes and dislikes into this movie, right? Obviously, Christopher Plummer across the board is everything <laughs> we all like. I, I honestly think that he's the best <laughs> I villain. Even go into I honestly it. think he's the best villain in the yeah. Star Trek films. Even even taking, I know it's like controversial because everyone loves Khan. But honestly, I think that Christopher Plummer is probably the best acting performance in the whole the whole movies, and probably the best villain. Yeah, no, he, um, it's incredible. I and I love all the Shakespeare stuff, even in the title "Undiscovered Country" itself, which comes from Hamlet. And just and, like the best quote, and that is like, oh, oh yeah, say. that is all about death. Being an mm-hmm. undiscovered country, it lies on the other side of life. It is mysterious. The one soul has yet to discover it, right? So, like, that, to me, I, like, I'm a Shakespeare nerd, so the title alone is beautiful. Like, it is, you know, all about this peace treaty between the Klingons and and the Starfleet and stuff. And and that in itself is an undiscovered country because what can that bring? You know what I mean? And obviously, there's a prejudice there from William Shatner because of his son being killed, right? So he already has, like, this unsettled, uh, this hatred for Klingon, but uh, which puts him in direct way of making him, like, suspect number one when the assassination happens, you know? Uh, but it's it just, oh, man, it is so incredible. There, There's a million things that I like about this movie and zero things I dislike about this movie. You know, I, I honestly, it, it is my second favorite Star Trek Same. film out of all Same. of them. Um, and like I, you guys, you know, brilliantly talked about Christopher Plummer. I I can't add any more. I, he's just phenomenal. He's so, so good. Here's like this great thing um, about this movie and what I loved. I remember reading the story about Christopher Plummer and how he was, very jealous of the movie, but he was jealous about a line 
there was a specific line in it that he wished that his character got to say. And this is what I think is like so, uh, how do I want to say it? So charming about the movie. It's the Chancellor, right? Like how long is the Chancellor in this movie? Five minutes, maybe most? Five, six minutes? But the Chancellor says this line and they're talking about Shakespeare. And I remember reading this interview with Christopher Mm -hmm. Plummer. He was like, man, like my only regret about this movie is I wish I'd set this line. Which the line of it was, you don't know real Shakespeare unless you've heard it in native Klingon. And it's like such a great line. And you're like, that's actually a pretty clever line. And then you hear like a great actor like Christopher Plummer being like, ah, darn, I wish they had it in my, like I wish they'd give that to my character. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I thought you were going to talk about a line where he, he talks about if there is to be a brave new world. Because he, he's like, oh, you don't trust me, do you? I, I don't blame you. If there is to be a new brave world, our generation is going to be having the hardest time yeah. living in it, right? Which is so true because it's like, it's if you really think about, oh, you know, two factions being at war, finally find peace, the older generation that remembers war. like, their comrades dying over and like killing the others and getting killed by the opposite faction. Of course, they're going to have the hardest time living in that generation of peace. You know what I mean? Um, thought that's a great line. Uh, I, that was like one of my favorite lines. Um, and I love the cameo by Christian Slater. <laughs> I, honestly on that though, if you really look at it, there are a ton of actors that went on to do, uh, notable roles. Uh, the, I mean, Kurtwood Smith played the Vul- or not the Vulcan, the Klingon president. Who he? I mean, he went on to be Red Foreman himself. Uh, there's other ton like tons of other roles in '80s action movies. Uh, had yeah. Oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. Uh, her name, um, Carl, who went on to be in Sex in the City, um, as Valeris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like there were a ton of people that just were popping up in this movie. <laughs> what what was and, that? Um, the one guy from the Omen, David Warner. Mm-hmm. Like what was that name too. of that series? Sex in the City, man. I'm oh, not wrong. really a huge fan. And what is it? Please prove me wrong, sir. It's ac- it's actually Sex and the City, but yeah, it is. It is my my mistake. Yeah, that's one of those. Uh, that's one of our. Yeah. Um, our friend, you and I's Emily. She's like all that's a Mandela effect shit. Remember, he was like grilling us on that. It was a Mandela effect. You don't remember like <laughs> Queens, like well, you know, what, what? What the hell was it? It was um, we are the champions, right? Mm-hmm. She was like everybody thinks it ends in we uh of the world, and it doesn't. And she was like, oh, well, you just got trapped in the Mandela effect. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I was like <laughs> researching the Mandela effect. And that was actually one of the big ones. Is everybody remembers it as Sex in the City, and it's not. It's actually Sex and the City. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no. Um, it, it is weird because I definitely think the Earth is flat. He's a flatter. And, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm like I legit love telling people that I'm a flat earther just to see their expression <laughs> on their face. <laughs> so they just like look at me like, what the. Is wrong with this person. Um, yeah, I there's a million things that I love and like about this movie. Um, well, with that being said, I guess we'll get into our ratings. But first, let's get 
cut over to a break. Okay. I'm Emily Peachy, and you're listening to Fourth Cut Reviews. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are about to get into our ratings now. Um, Chris R., do you want Uh, to start? Sure. Um, Honestly, with this one, I would give it a seven and a half. Um, I think there were tons of great performances in this. Um, I mean, again, we could wax poetic about Christopher Plummer. probably until we're all blue in the face. Um, but even like David Warner, who I think is a very underrated character actor who isn't really appreciated and probably won't be appreciated that much um, until people really take the time to see what he's been in. Um, Cause he has been in pretty much yeah. any and everything that you could think of as a child of the eighties and nineties. I mean, yeah, he's in my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies of all time, Teenage yep. Mutant Ninja Turtles too. He's also in Titanic, is he not? He is. Uh, yes, he, he is. He also did a ton of yeah. voice work too for cartoons that were really big um, for those '80s '90s kids, like Biker Mice from Mars, Batman, like oh, all all these it. movies and stuff. And he truly is, I think, one of those great character actors that does not get as much recognition as he probably should. But no, I, I think the movie was great. There wasn't really anything that I could say um, that really pulled me out of it. I liked that how on top of the mystery of what's going on, the like the stakes were there. Everything was there. It had like mystery, intrigue, all of it. It's definitely worth watching. And I would honestly say it's probably my favorite Star Trek film. Wow. That's amazing. That's awesome, man. I'm so glad to hear that because I know a lot of people go Wrath of Khan, but for you to say this is your favorite, I love that. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, what about you? So I pretty much agree with everything Chris R. had said. I mean, we can, again, as he said, we could talk about Christopher Plummer, right? We're talking probably, I don't know that there could be a doubt in this. This is the best actor in the Star Trek universe. We're talking about you know, nominated sometimes, but actually won Academy Award. Not for this, but, you know, I what was it? It was, I forget what movie it was that he won an Academy Award for. And it was not Sound of Music, which, you know, is a movie that came out in the 60s and is still very relevant today. A lot of people still rate that as one of their favorite movies. Yeah. The tourism that goes on because of that movie still lives on today. But when you're looking at a movie like this, I like to look at story. And I think that this, this, if you were to ask people what you think of when you think of Star Trek, you're going to think of Kirk, you're going to think of Spock, you're going to think of McCoy, you're going to think of Klingons, you're going to think of, you know, Khan. And I, I feel like this is like, when you think of like the worst enemies that the Enterprise has had, you're going to look at Khan and you're going to look at Klingons, right? But even, you, you take even Khan out of it. If you were just to ask somebody on the street, like, who is the villain in Star Trek? And I think a lot of people would probably say the Klingons. And this was, like, the way to tie that all together. Make, like, a fitting conclusion to this wonderful world of Star Trek. And uh, and part of me is glad that they never made another film. Part of me is sad a little bit because I would have liked to have seen it go on. But part of me is glad because they knew when to stop. And I think that is the key to all of this is they knew when to stop, and this was the way to stop, right? Like, they got peace. And 
even talking about Christopher Plummer, right? Like his last lines in this movie are so cheesy that I don't know of any other actor off the top of my head that could have pulled them off. So that being said, all the acting performances, the story, I'm giving it a nine seven. I just the second highest one. I think it's I think it's yeah. better than Rathacon. Oh. I know everybody is like everyone's like has this thing about Rathacon. Rathacon is a great film, but I think if you step away mm-hmm. from Rathacon and you take like that old series out of your head and you just watch the movies as the movies are intended. I think you'll find that like a Voyage Home is great. I think you'll find a Rathacon is great, but I also think that you'll find Undiscovered Country is great. And look, I, I mean, I was telling you, I was telling EJ this after watching it. I'm a big Evil Dead, uh, Army of Darkness fan, all that stuff. And I refuse to believe that there's not inspiration from Army of Darkness when Ash gets his good Ash and bad Ash from this movie when William Shatner gets his uh, shapeshifter. They act the same way. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, like, a lot of inspiration. So I could actually argue right now, because there's so many horror movies, like, so many horror fans, so many horror movies that are inspired by Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. And I feel like that movie, or at least that specific scene in Army of Darkness, which is inspired, I feel like, in this movie, it lives on, man. And I, I, I honestly, it's just such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, I totally agree. I, I, I'm glad you are, and my rating is not that far from you, um, because I was gonna give it a nine point eight <laughs> because it literally is so, so, so good, um, and I agree with everything you both said. I like this better than Wrath of Khan. It's definitely my second favorite of the series of the original cast and yeah i i would watch this movie over and over again i love all the shakespeare quotes i love the julius caesar let's let the dogs of war uh which is so Mm -hmm. freaking perfect for everything going on in this movie and i I don't know like i just there this one is a good one to go out on it definitely uh the end credits inspired endgame Avengers Endgame because that's when the last original Avengers were going to be together and that whole autograph mm-hmm. thing at the end where their name mm-hmm. is like being signed. Kevin Feige said that he took inspiration from this movie because he loved that ending. The like how it, yep. it really capped off. Yeah. And uh, so it's really cool how you know Star Trek or Star Trek in in is so a lot of people are so inspired filmmakers and, and even scientists, you know, and, um, and we've talked about that, right? Like we've talked about is, this in the podcast, like so you know, many physicists are, ex- yeah. are more inspired by Star Trek than Star Wars. And we, and, you know, even on this podcast, even before the unfortunate passing of Christopher Plummer, we've praised him in a man called, um, was it the man who invented Christmas? We were praising his performance as Scrooge. Like he's just, he's just a great actor. And unfortunately the world is a little less bright without him in it and his acting performances. Yeah. I mean, Chris R, you like touched it too. Like Christopher Plummer was put on this earth to act and gee damn it. He did. (laughs) Literally, um, and, uh, literally yeah, know, he's been relevant in every decade and... since the 60s. And I would challenge 
anybody. Even the fifties. He was acting in the fifties. He was if you go to his IMDB page, he has acting credits on television series back in nineteen fifty five. Like I challenge anybody, find find an actor that you can say that about and you know, it's not easy. And you know, even in a movie that might like we could talk about like this, like we've talked about other actors that you feel like are like they do a movie and it's kind of like a throwaway movie. There were no throwaway movies with him. Even if he said like, you know, like I like Sound of Music, like he said, like he half-assed it, right? But that's like his most known performance, and people would say it's his best performance. Like his his main scene, apparently he was drunken, but you can't see it in Sound of Music. It's such a good movie, and like he's that's he's most known for, and you know, like that's that's a mark of a great actor. And unfortunately, we lost a good one. And it truly is a sin that the man yeah. was only somehow nominated for three Academy Awards, all of which happened from 2010 forward yeah because it was like the like you tell so here's the thing with this right like you tell me who had better performances in that year that he did sound of music also i mean let's look at like even this movie right like let's talk about like um supporting actor even in this movie can you think of many people in that year that had better performances as a supporting actor than Christopher Plummer because the only person I could think of was Goodfellas and Joe Pesci and he won it and he deserved to win it but can you think of anybody else that had a better performance that year than this because I can't personally so we're we're talking about a man that has been relevant yeah. like like talked about relevant in every decade since the 50s or 60s to present day even in the 20s he was talked about so that would be really tough yeah Honestly, I think that's the big problem oh, with the Academy Awards is that uh, they kind of have their set ways. They don't take sci-fi. They don't really take superhero movies even really all that seriously until recently. And I mean, thankfully, we're starting to see these changes where right. superhero movies are getting recognized in categories other than costume design and cinematography and stuff like that. And you're starting to see performances being appreciated uh, also, we get to finally see some uh, foreign films starting to get that appreciation with the yeah. with the Parasite um, win, which that movie was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It is crazy because um, the awards have definitely changed, you know, and it is good to see recognition for all um, different genres, not just drama. You know what I mean? And so I appreciate that because I'm a huge fan. Chris is a huge fan of horror movies too. Um, And so, you know, I know some of them are cheesy. I totally get it. But some movies are classics. Um, Well, with that being said, uh, do you guys have anything you would like to plug? Chris? No, no, just uh, you can follow us on their YouTube. It's Fourth Cut Reviews. I follow us on Instagram. Fourth Cut Reviews, you know, we post a lot of stuff on there. We're going to be doing some video reviews here shortly. And, yeah, that's about it. Um, also, we have a friend that does a, as a band, uh, Adam Farley Music. I'm taking EJ's plug, but the heck with it, because why not? You can follow him, uh, Adam Farley, on Spotify, or you can find, follow him at Adam Farley Music on Instagram. How about you, buddy? What do you got to plug? Um, no, I think you plugged for the for us. So, <laughs> <that was good. laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, guys, thank you all so much for taking this Star Trek journey with us. <laughs> for trekking Thank you, Chris and... R., for coming on. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, thank you, Chris R. And guys, with that being said, live well, long. I'm Chris. Yeah. Live long, prosper.